Hey, good morning and welcome to Sydney United Methodist Church and also all those of you who are uh, watching our service online. Um, let me see here. I guess if uh, we're going to start out with the uh, Hymn of Glory, uh, that's number 26 in the uh, Sydney uh, Hymnal. Uh, if you'll stand, please.
Blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Blessed is the one whose sin the Lord does not die against him, and in whose spirit is no mercy. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was sad, as in the heart of summer. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. Therefore, let all the faithful pray to you while you may be found. Surely, the rising of the mighty waters will not reach them. You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you shall. I will counsel you do not be like the horse or the mule, which had, have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and bridle, or they will not come to you. Many are the woes of the wicked, but the Lord unfailing love surrounds the one who trusts in him. Rejoice in the Lord and be glad, you righteous sing, all of you who are uprighted in heart. Um, if you repeat, please be seated now for the announcements. And uh, the only announcement we have here at Sidman is uh, that there will be communion next Sunday. Um, and uh, also there is a list of Lenten services um, in your bulletin. Um, you can check them for all the different Sundays. Um, so uh, I guess that's it. Um, if the children will come forward for the children. Oh, okay. How come your thing is on and mine's not? <laughs> Holy, help me with that. <laughs> Can you help me with this? <laughs> Somebody didn't do their uh, job this morning. <laughs> That's <Right>. right. <laughs> <coughs> Just take this one. <coughs> yes, because we can't be delayed in any way. There's a kind of problem with this. As Roger Miller was informing you two weeks ago. Uh, let's see, on the back you'll find a 2023 Lenten devotional for every Sunday during Lent, and then on Palm Sunday every day up until Easter, Easter Sunday. So they're on the back table for you to, uh, uh, to take. The, Beaver, the people of uh, Beaverdale would like to thank those who were here on Ash Wednesday because the collection that was taken was to, for the Beaverdale Church. And believe it or not, there were nine people here and two from Beaverdale. The collection was $189. So they want to thank you uh, 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 for that. They're desperately in need of, uh, of, of money. Okay, that's all. Okay, now if the children will come forward for the children's message.
Please stand and we'll all join in the hymn of trusts, Be Still My Soul, uh, that's number 347 in the Sidman Hymnal and also on the Ford Upper.
question, sir. Let us pray. <coughs> Almighty God, your blessed Son was led by the Spirit to be tempted by Satan. Come quickly to help us who are assaulted by many temptations. And as you know the weakness of each of us, let each one find you mighty to save. Through Jesus Christ, our Son and our Lord, we pray for the law enforcement officers, the military personnel, except First Lieutenant Carl Smith. We pray for health workers and firefighters. We pray for the leaders of our country, our community, and our church. We pray for the well-being and safety of our youth. We offer more prayers for those who have not come to God's word or have heard God's word and turned their backs on it. We're, we're, we're concerned about them. We want them to have a good uh, life, uh, the rest of their lives, and a, a good life into the future. But they're not going to be able to have this if they don't come to the, hear the word of the Lord. We ask for forgiveness for all our waywardness throughout the, throughout the week. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. And we pray for, we still offer prayers for the residents of East Palestine, where little, if anything, is being done to help, to help these people. Our prayers are, 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 are with them. Now if there was a name that came to the people while we were praying, let them say those names out loud. Now, dear Lord, let us bring our prayer time to a close by praying together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Can we have uh, the ushers come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings?
gracious God, we're the last Sunday in the month of February. We thank you for this opportunity to, to gather, to read your psalms, to sing your hymns, and to hear your word, and to have the tithes, gifts, and offerings being presented by the youth of this, of this church. We thank you for this, dear Lord. We thank you for the two young boys who were here with us this morning, and especially his brother who is here, but not up here with us. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend, and we all said together, Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please be seated. The lectionary reading for today takes us in the book of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. The tempter came to him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell those stones to become bread. Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. If you are the Son of God, he said, Throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands, so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, It is also written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again, the devil took him to the very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away from me, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Then the devil left him, and angels came and attended him. Words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So this, this is called, Refuse to be who Satan wants you to be. Jesus' spirit was led into the desert. He didn't go on his own. He wasn't led there by the devil. He was led there because he had something in his eye. He was led there by the Holy Spirit. Now what's the difference between temptation and test? Temptation is an attraction used to get a person to go contrary to God's will. Temptation. It's one of Satan's ways. A temptation can be a good thing that's used for the wrong purpose. Money honestly earned to support a gambling habit. A test is to get a person to prove themselves faithful to God's will. How many play the lottery? Oh, come on, you're just, you're, you're just afraid to put your hands up. How many people buy lottery tickets? Uh, okay. Uh, you buy lottery tickets? Boy, wow, he's shutting him off young. Uh, those other things that uh, I thought I was going to change pharmacy because every time I walk into a certain pharmacy, I won't mention the name because it'll go out over the internet, there's gambling stuff all around, tickets and everything and all that sort of stuff. And machines over here that people can, uh, can play and it's like, gee, I don't know if I should be involved with, with this. Of course, I don't play the machines or play the, the, the cards. 
Let's see, a test is to get a person to prove themselves faithful to God's will. A test. Jesus' temptation in the desert was an effort on Jesus' part in overcoming the failures of the Israelites. Because they had a lot of failures. The first temptation deals with hunger. A problem that will follow humanity forever. We're still dealing with it. We're still dealing with it now. I, I think I think every time I scrape out the food that I gave Phil that to Saturday, and I have to scrape it out Sunday to put in new food, it's like, gee, I wonder how many abandoned cats would love to have this food. Israel didn't trust God to provide their nourishment needed for their journey. Jesus, on the other hand, did have trust in God to provide for his physical needs. Jesus refused to be who Satan wanted him to be. The second temptation deals with faith. Israel didn't trust God to honor his covenant made with them, whereas Jesus trusted God to keep his covenant. The emotional needs of Jesus were to be met, providing the security for his journey. Jesus refused to be who Satan wanted him to be. If faith cannot believe without sensations, then it's not really faith. It's doubt, looking for proof, and looking in the wrong place. It's doubt, looking for proof, and looking in the wrong place. Faith based on signs and wonder is not faith. A person has not shown true faith until given an opportunity to do so. When a person's faith is put to the test, then and only then is true faith displayed or not. You've all been through this recently with the vote that had been, uh, had been taken. It was all, it was all from, the, from the very beginning. The first vote that I asked to be taken for and only was looking for 50% was based on faith. Money didn't enter into it. Money had nothing to do with it. Money, money was just approaching that stage that stage now, which you will get a vote on after our committee meets with the, with the uh, 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 conference uh, trustees next Saturday, no, uh, uh, March the 11th. We, when we go up there, we meet with them, and they tell us this is what you owe. And hopefully we can wheel and deal with them, I don't know. Let's see, idolatry is the subject of the third temptation. Israel worshipped other gods. Jesus only worshipped one God. Jesus knew that his Father in heaven would meet his need, Jesus' need, for a God. Jesus refused to be who Satan wanted him to be. Every great moment is followed by a moment of reaction. Every great moment is followed by a moment of reaction. And the danger lies in the reaction. This is when Satan will attack. He's just waiting. A thought to keep in mind. Spiritual victories are often followed by testing. So when you think that you've had a spiritual victory, a test is going to be coming up to see if you pass that, understand that spiritual excitement that you just went through. If not, 
It'll come back years from now, or months, months, years from now. But it will come back until you pass it. God will keep bringing you tests until you pass. Once you pass, it's behind you. Off you go. But if you don't pass, it'll come back sometime in your life. Now, ask yourself these three questions. Am I fulfilling any appetite of the body in a way that wouldn't be pleasing to God? Two, am I allowing myself to look upon things that I know I shouldn't have? And three, am I making compromising choices because I seek the applause of people more than the approval of God? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then you have been led astray by the world, by the ways of the devil. If you answered yes to any one of those three questions. When tempted, just ask, is this what God wants me to do? Satan attacks us through our inner thoughts and desires. He never comes directly at us. He's always from the direction that we least expect. Least expect. Our fight against Satan goes on and on. It never ceases. It's always, it's always there. Here's a powerful truth that can be used to resist every temptation known to man. Resist the devil and the power of the Holy Spirit through the guidance of the Word to accomplish the will of God. Resist the devil. As Nancy Reagan would say, just say no. Just say no. In the power of the Holy Spirit, you can't fight the devil alone. You're going to need help through the Holy Spirit. Through the guidance of the Word, you need to know God's Word. And how are you going to learn God's We all know it's in the Bible, yes? We all know that. How, how are you going to know God's Word uh, if, if you're only exposed to it for 12, 15 minutes once a week? Do we read the Bible every day? Oh, I saw somebody shake their head, yes. Do you read the Bible every day? It's, it's, it's a homework assignment that's given to you to read this book, the Bible. And you're not going to be prepared when the time comes. Not You have to be prepared when you come to church, no. But when the time comes, you're going to have to be prepared. And if you don't know the Word of God, you're unprepared. He's not going to take you. Not that you're going to get a written test. No, that's, that's, that's an easy way. But it's a, uh, you have to be prepared. And the one way to be prepared is to read the Bible. Not in a year, like some uh, publications put out. Read the Bible in a year. It's too much to take in at one time, one sitting. Because you have to read the entire psalm. And then you have to read two or three chapters from Matthew and uh, something from the letters and, and something from the Old Testament. And it's just too much to take in in one day. And then tomorrow you repeat it. 
and you keep doing it. And at the end of the year, you can say, I've read through the Bible. Now, I don't understand a thing that I've read, but I've read through the Bible in a year. Well, that doesn't mean anything. You have to be able to explain, understand what the Bible, what the Bible says. Understand it in big theological terms if you want to, which I would always fall asleep to in, in class when they would get out these big, long theological words. Or you can use it in simple words, simple English that you would understand and people around you would, would understand. Who did I ask? Uh, who did I? I uh, was it uh, my uh, Hebrew, Hebrew teacher when I was the Sunday at Mount Hope about the uh, can you describe, can you give me an example of anything in, in our lives that we can compare to Jesus? I didn't get an answer because he, he was a good politician. He, he knew how to evade the answer. I haven't found anybody who, who's able to answer, answer that question. Other than there is one person similar who's gone through similar situations, not as severe as what Jesus went through, but treated poorly by the media, always hounding the person treating poorly by people who are supposed to be on his side. Uh, and, and that's Donald Trump. I can't think of anybody else who has who's gone through what he has gone through. And to me, it's very similar, similar to what Christ went through not before he was crucified, when he was out preaching among the, uh, the, 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 the Gentiles. Now, I said that at one church when I first started here, and the next day I got a phone call from the district superintendent. <laughs> this, this, this lady, she still belongs to the church. This, this lady was, uh, was, was quite upset that I, I referred Christ to, uh, to Donald, Donald Trump. And uh, so I had a talk with her. I called her, we had a talk, nice talk. We still talk to each other, even better talk. And the thing that threw me was she thought Donald Trump was the Antichrist. So, okay, I know, okay, all right, nice talking to you, okay, goodbye. <laughs> because I knew where she stood then, there was no reason to stand there and talk about, 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 about that. I, I don't see it, I don't see it that way. So, uh, oh, oh, uh, I've always forget that. Okay. Through the guidance of the Word, you need to know God's Word to accomplish the will of God. By knowing God's Word, you will be able to discern God's will. How do you discern? By thinking about it, by praying about it, by reading the Bible. Sometimes an answer will be in, in the read your favorite Bible verse. Something may come out, out, out of your favorite Bible, Bible verse that you've never thought of before, or you've never seen, or you've never heard. Any famous, any famous conductor or musician who has played something for Beethoven or Haydn or Bach or something like that, they'll always tell you, every time I play it or perform it, I always discover something new in it. And they've been playing that piece for 20 years, but they always see something new in it. The Bible is the same way as in music. Even though you've read it over and over and over again, it will appear to you different because you're in different circumstances today than you were yesterday. 
But in order to do that, you have to know it. And to know it, you have to read it. You have to read the Bible. It's one of the, the biggest things a, a Christian has to do, is to read the, uh, uh, the Bible. Maybe not understand it, but read the, read the Bible. Uh, one way to help understand it is, although I haven't seen this take place, is in our Bible study. Denton and Linda always come. I've been doing it for since October of 2021, November of 2021. And I told you I was going to do sermons like this, but I was going to use the Bible study as a, as a uh, control group or an experiment. So I read the scripture, that was, and then I'll say, what does it say to you? What did you get out of it? Just like here. Silence. For a year and a half, it's been that way. So I read the, the, uh, uh, the uh, devotional that goes along with the particular reading, and then I read my devotional that I got from reading the scripture. And, uh, and the subject moves in many different directions. Many different, different directions. Uh, I mean, we talk about uh, everything comes up. All the topics uh, come up. But then the, it's like I'm having to put my arms around all of them and say, okay, let's get back to the Bible reading. What does the Bible reading say to you? This has got nothing to do with taxes or nothing to do with the, the stealers or anything like that, wherever the conversation has, has gone. And they even know what the scriptures are. Because I give them a sheet. This is what we're talking about at the next meeting. And there's a list of John, the whole, whole page. And that's just one of four pages of John. So they're given the information, but do they come prepared? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that's the first time they may have heard it, and that may be the first time they've read it. Was in there in the Bible study. And it's the same way with the one at, the, at, the, at Beaver, Beaverdale. I don't see what's so hard about it. But uh, not that I've been trained to do that. It's just that it, it, it's part of my job, part of my description. Uh, it's part of what God tells me, tells me to do. Read this verse and then come up with what it says to you. To me, not what it says to all of you. Well, what does it say to me? And then I put that down on, in my, uh, on my iPad which I don't have to depend on somebody else to get ready for me. Uh, okay. Tempting is not meant to make us sin. It's meant to make us conquer sin. This is tempting now. Tempting is not meant to make us bad, but to make us good. Tempting is not made to weaken us, but to make us stronger. Temptation is the test that comes to a person who God wishes to use. So if you're being tempted, that's a test. Will you pass that test? Will you avoid that temptation? Because God wants to use you. All of us. You don't, you don't have to have in your mind that you, you, you want to enter the ministry or you want to do this. No, 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 no. It, it, it's, it's not for everybody. <laughs> and it's a, uh, uh, it, it's not, it's, it's not what they, that's not what they teach you in school. 
because we have to go to school for, uh, uh, for, for this 10 days in a row, 9 in the morning to 9 at night, 10 days. And we covered, we covered everything. And we even got into, I got into trouble. <laughs> I'm talking to my partner. We had pastors come in and to address us about things. And this pastor was right after dinner, 6 o'clock. And I'm, uh, the lady next to me is from Long Island. So I start whispering to her. And then he said, he said, let's get one thing straight. When I talk, you listen. That turned the entire class off because he attacked one of the classmates. There were only 12 of us in the class. And the rest of them just sat there for the next hour and didn't have pay attention to what this guy was saying at all. Because it was contrary, he, I think he was talking like pastoral care. It was contrary to, to pastoral care. When I talk, you listen. And he said it with a voice like that. So it's like, oh, okay. You might as well leave now. Let's see. We will be tempted through our gifts, just as the gifts of Jesus were tempted. So whatever you're good at, that's where you're going to be tempted at. Temptation rules us in moments of anger when we let our temper define who we are. Temptation rules us when we engage in telling little lies, little white lies, a racist joke, or criticize someone when they aren't around. Our Christian faith is not something to compromise by stooping to the world's level, but by lifting the world up to its level, which we're trying to do in the wherever we go, whatever church we decide to join. We, we didn't let the world come through those doors. And you're to be congratulated for that. And I'll always congratulate you for that, for keeping the world outside that door. I'm proud of you that you, you voted the way you voted, with what, what you did. You took a stance. Our convictions are only strong if they hold up under pressure. Lent is not about guilt. It's about freedom. Freedom from the control of our fears and insecurities that have been part of our lives. Freedom from the control of our fears and insecurities that have been part of our lives. In other words, refuse to be who Satan wants you to be. Let us pray. God who provides our lives with direction. Give us the wisdom to know when we may be tempted to follow the way of the devil, that we can tell that it's not the way of God. All of our actions should be based on the way of God and not against his ways. Give us the knowledge to know the difference and the strength to turn our backs on Satan's way and follow through with the ways of God. Amen. Let us now stand and sing our hymn of grace, Because He Lives, number 213 in the hymnal.
may we all come to the conclusion that we may not be all that God wants us to be. We have unknowingly fallen into some of the ways of the devil. Knowing this, let us all take steps to rid Satan completely out of our lives. Let us not become the person Satan wants us to be. Let us become the person God created us to be. Go and earn your day. In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, and all God's children said, Amen. Amen.